Good morning, all. How are we this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Father. We praise you, Jesus. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We love you, Lord. And we come to you again this morning. We thank you for your powerful teaching last night through your anointed servant, Brother Vivek. For the praise and worship, the anointed worship, Father, through our sister Shanine. We thank you for your grace, for your mercy, and your favor upon their lives. And that favor and grace that they have shared with everyone that is part of this family. We thank you, Lord, for all the power that you have taught us in our spoken word. And not just that we have to give an account for all our words, but when your spoke, when your written word is what we speak. We know and we know that heaven and earth shall pass away, but that word shall not pass. And as your word in Isaiah 55 says, it will fulfill that it was sent to fulfill. Help us speak that word with that conviction. We thank you, Father, for the week gone by. We have now reached the weekend, the start of a new week coming up. We thank you, Lord, for this beautiful day that you never stop shining the sun on us. You never stop pouring your rain on us. You never stop the changing of seasons. That which you committed and covenanted to Noah, you keep that law open even up till today. We thank you, Father, that you do not judge us for what we really are worth, our sin, our iniquity, our failure. But you are ever willing to give mercy that you renew for us every single day and grace that you pour into our hearts when we call on the name of Jesus and we surrender all our situations to him. Your power lives in us, resides in us through the Holy Spirit by making his tabernacle in us. And we are meant to live power-assisted lives. Power-assisted lives where we can speak your word as a command. And that authority that you have given us ensures that what we have spoken in alignment with your word and your will must come to pass. And this gives us confidence, Father. We thank you that you have drawn us to you again this morning to connect with you on a daily basis for that personal relationship, to spend the start of our day with you. We did not come of our own. There are many that could have been here today and are not. We thank you, Lord, that you draw us in. And when we open our hearts to receive from you, you are ever willing to pour your peace, your joy, your wisdom, your mercy, your grace, your favor. You hold nothing back. You are ever willing to bless us with every spiritual gift in the heavenly places. And the peace and the joy is the first thing that you will ever put into our hearts so that we are able to shed all that worry, that load, that baggage that we have brought and be at peace with you. Stay focused on you. Get into our zone in stillness, in our secret place, and then receive from you. We want to share that same peace and joy, Lord, with all those that are part of this meeting 
and are part of this praying family. We share it with all those for whom prayers have been requested on this group. With all those that have no one to pray for them. With all those that are called Christians and have not yet encountered you in that personal way. Not experienced that transformation in their lives when they first meet their father up close and personal. We share your peace and joy, Lord, with all those that are willfully staying away from you, that do not want to know you, that live under a lie, that live under the darkness of sin, that live under all sorts of false doctrines that have been taught to them. Let every veil before their eyes be torn apart. Let every lie that has been told to them be exposed. Let every little inch of darkness be illuminated by the radiance of your glory. Through the presence of Jesus, the light that has shone in the darkness and the darkness has no clue about it. That each of these, our brothers and our sisters, might know you might see you, might recognize your presence working in their life, might turn their hearts towards you and receive their free gift of life, of salvation. Father, as we pray this morning, we call on your name. For that is where the source of it all is. The name of our God, our King, our Maker. El Shaddai, the creator of the universe, the rock of ages, the rabbi, the father who teaches us. And we pray in the name of Jesus, your son, the one who sacrificed even the, up to the last drop of his blood, that we might not be lost to eternal damnation, but might be given hope, might be given a second chance. To turn around. The one who taught us faith. The one who taught us to call God our Father. The King of Kings. The Lord of Lords. The rider on the white horse. Who leads the charge in battle against all evil forces. The word himself. Who became flesh and dwelt amongst us. And now through the revelation that the Holy Spirit gives us dwells as the incorruptible seed within us. And we pray in the name of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the living God, the Spirit of the same Jesus, the Spirit of resurrection who raises us up from a situation of being dead, dead under the weight of sin, Surely falling into eternal damnation, now being transformed into a life that is filled with light, into a life that is filled with life. It is through him all revelation is made known to us, the father of light. It is he to whom every spirit in the universe is subject, the father of all spirits. In that same scepter of the king of kings the symbol of his power now dwells within us and gives life to our mortal body we pray in his name 
the name of the God who will not forsake us. Though we keep falling into mistakes, he patiently, humbly waits for us, holds our hand, picks us up again, does not condemn, but always convicts us for us to learn our lesson, to rise above it through repentance and never make that same mistake again. He helps us build that boldness, that fortitude. We pray in the name of the God who heals our backsliding. The spirit of victory. The spirit of truth. We thank you, Father, for the gift of this life that you have given us. Not just life in the physical, but life in the spirit. May you put your spirit into our bodies to make us alive. Let the heavens above us be opened so that when we speak your word, that word under an open heaven must always come to pass. We thank you, Father, for the gift of family, of friends, of all the people that you have given around us to teach us love, to teach us all those things in your law, in your principles that you want us to know. You teach us through circumstances, through situations, through all those tests that you put our way and help us reflect on the things we fell short of or the things we failed. We thank you, Father, that through this journey you are ever willing to teach us and pour every grace in areas that you know we are short of. We thank you, Father, for the gift of your word. We have seen its power through your teaching yesterday. We thank you, Father, for the gift of prayer. That gift where we are able to speak the power of language spoken in the spirit. So that we are able to shift a dimension in the spirit and the echo of that must be felt through a manifestation in the physical. We are able to call things that are unseen into the seen. We thank you, Father, for your mercy and your love on us. And we cannot say that enough anymore. For it is that which keeps us ticking. It is Jesus' sacrifice that put the robe of righteousness on us. Otherwise, we would be derobed, naked and shamed for all the sin that we are worth. And as we get into today's reflection, we look at the story of the two sisters, Martha and Mary, in Luke chapter 10, verses 38 to 42, where Martha was busy serving when Jesus entered into their house. Martha was busy preparing things and serving the Lord. But Mary chose to sit at the Lord's feet and listen to his teaching. And Martha asked Jesus to tell Mary to help her rather than just sit there. But Jesus said, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. But one thing is necessary. Only one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion. The Amplified Version says that which is to her advantage, which will not be taken away from her. Today we reflect on all those things in our life 
that are keeping us busy. What is it that is keeping you busy? It is necessary for us to stay connected with God is what we can see here. And he said only one thing is necessary. To stay connected with God. But what we often do is not connect with him and do what Martha did. Things which are not really necessary and, and not a priority at that instant. We reflect on that state of busyness in our life today. Where when it's time to pray, we are bothered about what else we should be doing. We are bothered about preparing for tomorrow. We waste more time on doing things which are not really of essence at that moment. All he wants for us is to connect with him. One of Satan's primary weapons to keep people powerless. For when they are filled with the power, he knows he has already lost the battle. And he can keep people powerless. The only source of our power for us is prayer. So the way for him to keep people powerless is to keep them prayerless. One of the chief ways to do that is to keep them busy. When we do not pray, we do not do what Mary did. We end up then being like Martha. As is mentioned in that in the passage that we have read today, we end up being like Martha, anxious and troubled. And there are many ways in which we can be kept busy by the enemy. It is up to us to discern, to fight it, to look at it from a spiritual angle, to come out of that trap as soon as possible. Not everything is as straight in the physical realm. There are many times that we need to step back into and look at it from a spiritual angle to see whether this is wasting our time. Remember, the unit of our destiny is time. And the time that you lose will not come back. So if you lost your prayer time today, it will not come back. We must preserve it and make best use of it. Let's look at some of the ways people can be kept busy. And these are not, this list is not uh, exhaustive in any way. But these are just some examples so that we can later go back, look at our own lives, introspect, and think what is it that is keeping me busy? And the first among them is poverty, lack of financial resources to pay our bills. People often have to work hard and fend for food, clothing, and shelter, the very basic needs of life. And when you do not have enough, when people are forced to do, take two jobs, to do double shifts, to do whatever extra is needed, so that it eats up a major part of their day, and all that is left is only time enough to sleep. In Matthew 11, verse 28, Jesus said, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavily laden, and I will give you rest. 
Number two is ambition. We want more. We want to achieve more, to become more, more riches, more position, more power. Ascend higher up the ladder in our corporate organization, in our community, amongst our family. What is it that we're really out to prove? And is that keeping you so busy where, as Jesus said, only one thing is necessary and we are missing that one thing in our life? A connection with him. In Matthew 6, verse 33, he says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things, everything that we need. He knows all the things that we need. All these things shall be added unto you. Number three is by conforming to the patterns of the world. And we are warned against this in Romans 12 too. It says, do not be conformed to the patterns of the world. We often want to do like sheep, follow what others are doing. Spend a lot of our time and our resources keeping up with, well, popular family names that are TV shows, but it's also keeping up with our neighbors. What's happening in their yard? Do I want what they have? Do I want to conform to certain styles, the use of certain language which is considered cool in these days? Do I want to dress like others dress? Am I conforming to the patterns of the world and in doing so, am I keeping myself so engrossed and busy that I have no time to focus on that one thing that is necessary? Number four, another aspect of this pattern of the world is our fast food approach. We have lost patience even in the pace of prayer. We tend to hurry God. The king of the universe who must tend to seven billion people is giving us a personal appointment and what do we tell him? Lord, I have only five minutes for worship and seven minutes to pray because I have to go to work or I have family to tend to, or I have a function to attend, I have friends to be with, I have some other engagement. We have learned to hurry God. How busy can we be? And then when things don't work out, are we pointing fingers? Number five is the troubles and trials of life. Satan can keep people that are on a growth path in the spirit. He can keep them busy through sickness, through joblessness, through any form of problems that soak up their emotional and spiritual energy. Are we being kept too engaged with challenges around our life coming one after the other so that there is no opportunity, no time to spend with God. If this is happening to you where you are seeing one problem after the other coming and they're all different in nature, but they keep coming, something is wrong. It is a ploy to keep you busy. We immediately need to pray and find ways 
to break those patterns in our life. Other sources of energy drain could be fights in the family, unrest and arguments, anything that seeks to disturb that atmosphere of peace and love. For when your family was set up, the God of love was the center of it. And when the God of love enters, that place must be a place filled with love. But if your home is a battlefield, something is wrong. Are you being kept busy and you don't even realize it? Another one, number seven, is wasteful discussions. And I was just chatting about an issue with Brother Vivek yesterday. Maybe we were discussing it and before we realized it was an hour gone by without any progress or outcome on it. Does that happen with you too? At your work, at your family, where a lot of your discussion is much ado about nothing and when you've spent all that time, you realize that you didn't move an inch from where you were. You are not slightest closer to a solution to the problem that you are actually discussing. Where you only end up digging up the past hurts, speaking about those past hurts, but not really moving forward in any way. Any such discussions that end up in a stalemate need to be stalled early. We need to pick them up early and see that it is not going anywhere. Are we in situations where we are so busy speaking about the mountain that we fail to speak to the mountain as is instructed to us in Mark 11.23? Jesus said, speak to the mountain, don't discuss about it. And Psalms 107 verse 28 and 29 says, cry to the Lord in all your trouble and he will deliver you from distress. Are we really making that sincere cry, that call to him? Are we speaking to our mountain? Or are we merely engaging ourselves in bringing up our past hurts and feeling sad about it? That is one of the ways the enemy can keep us busy and drained of energy. Number eight, do you see situations where you are about to start praying and your child comes with something? Or there's a phone call that comes in. There is, these are temporary forms of distraction that seek to steal that prayer from you. You are left with a catch-22 difficult situation. Should I tend to my family or should I ignore them and pray? Satan tries us with all these tactics. His only objective is to steal, steal that prayer from you so that you cannot connect with God. So that the power and the source, the light that he is willing to pour into your hearts will not come because we have shut it and moved away from it. That is what Satan wants. So in everything, in all of these situations, it is our response that decides whether the enemy can steal our peace or our prayer. But for that, we need 
to discern first. If we are unsuspecting and do not realize that we are being kept busy, then we cannot face it. We cannot resist the devil. The important part is you get to choose. In every situation, you get to choose. We must ask ourselves, is that discussion worth it? Is what I am doing coming at the cost of my prayer time or my destiny? The fulfillment of my destiny. Is there a better solution that saves my time and my destiny? Reflect on your own life and look at what your day looks like. Every day, day to day. What is that one activity that is taking up most of your time? And producing the least benefit. That would be the best place to start. There might be a few. But you might start with one. The biggest one that is taking up most of your time and producing the least outcome. Discern it. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you. And then detach from that pattern, from that habit in your life. Most important is guard your prayer life, your prayer patterns and times. Like you guard your money and your gold. Your prayer life should be just as precious and even more precious than that to you. The biggest issue with most of us is we give our highest priority for our gold, for our money, and our least priority for protecting our prayer time with God, knowing that it is the most powerful thing. It is that which can bring that wealth into our home. It is that which can turn around the challenging situations. It is our prayer time with God where we receive solutions, answers, directions, wisdom to make the right choices ahead. Where are you keeping your priorities? What is it that you are protecting the most? Think of it again. Any solution to whatever is bothering you, be it financial challenges, be it other problems around life, around relationships, anything that is bothering you, the solution for it must first be mobilized in the spirit realm. And that can only happen through prayer. Are we ignoring our only opportunity to turn things around? Are we ignoring our only possibility of using our spoken word, now knowing the power in that word, to connect with God in the spirit, to open that portal into the spirit realm, and in our place of prayer, speak the words in command, decree and declare situations over our life. Are we ignoring that to our own peril? What is it that is keeping us busy and so prayerless and hence powerless? Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray. That in our own personal reflections, when we get into our place of prayer and we focus and reflect back on our lives, we ask you, Lord, Holy Spirit, to show us what are these areas in our lives that are keeping us busy. We ask for that discernment to see through every new situation, every new discussion that comes in our lives. 
that we're able to look through it from a spiritual angle, not merely from a physical angle and see what is it that is really coming towards us. We ask for that discernment, Lord, so that we are able to tackle it, we are able to resist the devil, we are able to cut out that busyness from our lives, and we are able to stay focused on Jesus, not on the storm. We ask for that growth in our spirit. And as we pray for spiritual growth, we also pray for physical healing. For all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease. We pray for all families that are battling separation, that are battling infidelity and violence. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives. Anxiety, depression, mental disorders and anything that seeks to keep them yoked to the ground, to keep them busy, to keep them poor, to keep them jobless. We come against all of these, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. We ask for your anointing on everyone that will pray with this prayer meeting and even with the recording, Lord, everyone that prays as part of this Holy Spirit prayer group. I ask for your anointing over each of these lives, Father. We open our hearts and we receive. For it is your anointing that destroys the yoke of the enemy. The yoke is taken off their necks, the burden taken off their shoulder, and they are freed. We ask for every spiritual gift that is needed, especially the gift of discernment, Lord. So that as we start to perceive and look through these circumstances, you speak through them. And you tell us, you show us what needs to be done at that time. You show us the way, O Holy Spirit. We open our ears and ask you to heal our hearing in the spirit. And we are able to hear from you clearly. To receive your conviction. And not to listen to the devil who seeks to make us feel guilty. We cover all of these, Lord, that we are praying for. By your precious blood, Jesus. The blood that has won all victory for us. We claim it as our lifeline, as our hedge of defense as well. That every attack by day or night, seen or unseen, every noise and pestilence, including COVID, is kept outside the bounds of our territories. That every vicious attack by anyone evil with evil intent, anyone that digs a pit, for any member of this praying family. Let that wicked force fall into that pit. Anyone that rolls a stone over any of your children of your inheritance. Let that stone roll back over them. Let anyone that seeks to raise an altar of prayer, of witchcraft, of wizardry, of divination, of incantation of any kind. Break their power by the blood of Jesus. Let that effect come back on them. We call the fire of judgment on these altars. Let every tongue, every hand that prays at that evil altar be paralyzed in the mighty name of Jesus. They must bow. 
there is only one name of authority and he gives that authority to us we speak under the authority of our king we also pray for our own personal needs those of our families and in a special way for all those in our families that have not yet been saved that have not yet received the gift of salvation that have not yet encountered jesus in a way that their spirits are activated made alive father i ask for that free gift of salvation to be poured on each of these lives quicken them o lord and they shall call on your name raise them up there is a lifting let your people be lifted by the lifter of men they shall be called hefseba the delight of the lord and their land shall be called beulah the land that is married and connected to every grace and to all favor that comes from the maker himself who is able to make every grace and favor abound towards us father i thank you that you have heard us that you always hear us that you have listened to our prayer and when we release our faith and come to you in expectation that expectation must meet the manifestation of that prayer released in faith this is our belief we believe that we have already received what we asked for and we know in our hearts lord that it is ours i encourage everyone that can pray in tongues to please unmute and join in everyone that is praying for the gift of tongues and other spiritual gifts as well let us start mobilizing that activity freeing our tongues and start speaking so that the holy spirit can then take that which is set into motion and fill it with his grace let us make this our prayer of agreement and bless each other in the name of jesus thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you father thank you father thank you holy spirit thank you holy spirit Shanda mama mama hasara kala diya sara kala 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, Father, for your mercy that you do not hold it back. You renew it for us a fresh batch every single day. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you blow your mighty presence over our prayer group, over our families, over our lives. We shall never be the same again. We have touched your grace. Our life must change and it must change from today. Thank you, Father. The words that were put on my heart this morning and they were very strong. I am the Lord, your God. You shall have no other gods before me. The scripture I've been given is Acts 5, 27 to 32. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council. And the high priest questioned them, saying, We strictly charged you not to teach in this name. Yet here you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching, and you intend to bring this man's blood upon us. But Peter and the apostles answered, We must obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised Jesus, whom you killed by hanging him on a tree. God exalted him at his right hand as leader and saviour to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are witnesses to these things. And so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. There is a scripture that has been shared in the chat as well. 
This is from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 6 to 10, where it is written, For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Very powerful verse. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you that you reveal to us your deep mysteries. Through your word, as we reflect on it, you, O Holy Spirit, make it come alive so that as we chew and chew upon it and digest it, it becomes flesh of our flesh. That word becomes more real to us than everything else. And when we commit ourselves to live by that word and speak it with full understanding that you give us, Lord, we know that those words are spirit and they are life. They become alive. They are able to pierce through from the earth realm into the spirit realm and manifest that which it is sent to manifest. For it is not our word. It is not word spoken by us mere men. But it is the word of God that shall not fail. We thank you, Father. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that chases us and overtakes us when we build that close relationship with him. He takes over every challenge in our life becomes his. Let that favor also be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed out of that overflow and our testimony carrying the gospel in boldness and in obedience to his will, let us be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful Saturday. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone.